you automatically know. That is your common sense. Mm-hmm. But if you're Hawaiian, but it is not common sense if you're Idahoian. <laughs> is, that, <laughs> is that the word? I don't know. <laughs> oh, that's, that's making the I headliner. Think... Welcome to the Expedition Marriage Podcast. We're so glad you're here. I'm Chris. And I'm Jamie Bailey. And we're Christian counselors and marriage coaches. We're here to help you put God in the center of your marriage by sharing some solid biblical truth, along with some practical marriage tips. So no matter where you're at in your marriage, start getting excited, because we're here to help you enjoy the journey. Welcome back to our podcast. We are continuing our series on communication killers and their kryptonite. And so we're on part three. If you haven't heard part one and part two, make sure you go back and listen to those because uh, really great stuff. Um, a, lot of, a lot of good helpers. Um, helpers. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of good marriage <laughs> helps and hey, advice. whatever. Helpers. We're, we're, we're like little elves. Um, <laughs> little, little helpers. But, but today, Move it along. Move, move it along. along. Today we're going to be talking about <laughs> expectations and assumptions. Mm. So you know, so that, that not that you know that the, those are prevalent in marriages, you know, out there. <laughs> yeah, not. never. Not that you all have a problem with those. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so yeah, so let's talk about that. So every marriage is going to every relationship is going to have expectations and assumptions. We just it's something we can't mm-hmm. get rid of, right? There's just just a, these these spoken non-spoken rules or, or ideas that we have that, that how things are going to be, and that's just going to be part of it. But it's learning what to do with it, right? That's part of mm-hmm. the, the the killers. And it's learning about the, the kryptonite. So I guess let's start off with um, talking about common sense. Yes, the expectation or assumption that your spouse or society in general, this works in all relationships, has common sense. Right. Because, you know, let's, let's, uh, as much as some people might not appreciate that what I'm going to say next, <laughs> there's really not such anything as common sense. Right. Right. It's, it's just there's not. There's community sense, there's similar sense, you know, experiential mm-hmm. sense, that kind of a thing. But just in general, there's just not a tried and true, you know, common sense. If you if you were to like pull out the book of common sense, which would be different for everybody. Yeah, there isn't one. And the reason for that is because there's no common experience. Mm-hmm. We're not being raised in the same homes. We're not having the same careers. We're not experiencing the same traumas or joys or anything like that. Right. And all of those things give us individual filters. Yeah. Those things are what, like the house we grew up in, that's what teaches us common sense. Right. Or what we refer to as common sense. Right. Right. (laughs) Our own common sense. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, just because, of course, there's the the joke, common uh, argument with couples about loading the dishwasher. (laughs) Well, you know, how do you not know know how to load the dishwasher? Well, in my house, I was the dishwasher. Right. (laughs) So I didn't really, if you would have learned how to load a dishwasher, well, you put it in the sink and then I go up and I start washing it. (laughs) Right. And same with folding the towels. Oh, yeah. It's common sense. You fold it this way so it fits in there and stacks and makes more room. But to other people, that matters zero. Right. They don't care. What's common sense to them is why would you waste your time worrying about how you're folding a towel? Yeah. Just put it in the closet. Yeah, yeah, it's there. It's put away. Yeah. Move on. Yeah. Well, and then, you know, I was even, um, we were joking around before about, like, if you were, you know, from Hawaii and, you know, or you were in Hawaii and saw a pineapple plant and somebody said, oh, yeah, just go ahead and cut the pineapple out and go ahead and, and core it and take care of it. Well, if you're from Idaho... <laughs> 
you have no idea what to do with what they just asked you to do. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, you could make a killer potato. I mean, your right. French fries are probably out of this world. <laughs> right. But to, if you're from Hawaii, you automatically know. That is your common sense. Mm-hmm. But if you're Hawaiian, but it is not common sense if you're Idahoian. <laughs> is, that, <laughs> is that the word? I don't know. Oh, that's, that's making the I headliner. Think, I think that is it. <laughs> I, think, I think that's it. I'm right. Uh, I have no idea. But, yeah. Yeah, so here's some of the challenges, right? Why is it a killer? Well, it speaks to the other person. The, the unintended message is they're inadequate. Yeah. Right? How do you not know what everybody else knows? Right. You know, you know, and, and how are you so de- so deficient? What's wrong right. with you? And what that does when you have expectations or assumptions for common sense, the other side of that for you is that is frustrating to you. Mm-hmm. You're setting yourself up to be annoyed with your spouse. And so we don't want to do that. And so the kryptonite to that is knowing and understanding that common sense is only common to you. Yeah. You cannot expect society, your coworkers, your peers, your friends, and your spouse or your children to have <laughs> and share your common sense. Common sense is only common to you. And so do not put that expectation on your spouse because it's unreasonable. Oh, yeah. It's unreasonable. So what's the second one? What's the second thing we don't want to expect or assume? This, this is what's, this is what's funny. Um, to know what your spouse means. Or, or to, or for your spouse to know what you mean. Yes. Yeah. Rather than that, to <laughs> for your spouse to know what you mean. Yeah. You're making this difficult because <laughs> I, I have no idea what you mean I right you, now. You completely lost me. <laughs> no, it's to expect or assume that your spouse knows what you mean. Yes. We've got the, the, our running joke. It's over here. It's kind of like that. You know what? Get me that thing over there. <laughs> Yeah, and but what's funny is that's not really like we we joke about that, but the truth is, can I tell you how many times I've been legit mad <laughs> at Chris for not knowing what I'm talking about? Well, I'm like, would you go get me that thing? Well, what thing? I don't know. You know what I'm talking about? That thing over there, over there, right next to that. Yeah, and 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 I'm thinking, why do I get mad about that? Well, I get mad about that because him not knowing what I'm meaning kind of is pointing out that I don't know what I mean either. So I'm relying on you to just know what I mean so that I don't feel dumb or insufficient or anything like that about myself. But that's a small little way, just even in a small way that we get mad at our our spouses, Mm -hmm. you know, but also where it can come into play is all the wives listening right now. If we were to say, or if you were to hear the trash is full, we all know what that means, right? (laughs) That means, what's that mean? That I'm waiting for you to answer. That means empty the trash. You right. empty the trash can. Husbands don't know what that means. They take a mental note. Mm-hmm. What What is the trash is full right now? The trash is, it's, it's something to put on our checklist. Okay, well, we're going to have to, <laughs> this is something to get to and all that. We, what we didn't realize is the trash is full means that we need to drop everything we're doing. <laughs> it doesn't matter what we might be engaged See, in. you do know and, what it means. And change all of our priorities to this one specifically. We just didn't know that's what that meant. <laughs> But clearly you do. Clearly, uh, well, clearly you just you after just, over twenty six years of marriage, you just threw all the husbands under the bus with that one. But it is it's things like that because wives often talk, you know, in a way that the house is a mess. Mm-hmm. What that means, or what we're expecting you to know what that means mm-hmm. is will you get up and help me clean it? Yeah. The kids need a bath. What that means is I need you to get up and help me bathe the kids or I need you to go bathe the kids for me. Right. And when we when we're th- saying something and we're expecting or assuming our spouse knows what we're meaning, 
we are setting them up for failure. And when they fail, that's a disappointment to us, and it and now we're frustrated. Mm-hmm. So having those expectations or assumptions just leads to more frustration in our marriage. Right. And the way that we need to fix that, right, the, the, the kryptonite to that is to start asking ourselves, because we're the one who ones who want to be heard and understood, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and that's our goal. So how can I, how can I achieve my goal better? Well, ask myself, was I specific? Right. Right. Did I did I put in timelines? Right. Did I ask a question? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, You know, because we're I'm expecting you when I say the trash is full, I'm expecting you to take my statement Mm -hmm. and respond to it with an answer or with a solution. Right. And so when we get upset, when we're frustrated, it's time to go. That's the clue that says, okay, I need to check myself instead of looking so quickly at you. Mm -hmm. I need to look at myself and go, okay. Did I ask him to take the trash out or did I just make a statement? And when you do that, then you can evaluate and you can change, you know, your your approach and go, hey, babe, will you take the trash out now? Yeah. Hey, mm-hmm. I'm doing something in the kitchen and the trash is full. I'm going to need more room in that and I'm going to need that to happen, you know, mm-hmm. immediately. Yeah. And this is, this is, it seems so simple, but it really is hard stuff. We're marriage counselors. I tell this man all the time, this trash can's so full. I'm complaining. I'm asking backwards. All the things we tell you not to do, we still fall. We're still prey. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know, the only difference is is we know how to turn it around when we do it, and we we recognize it. And that's what we're asking of you all, too. That's where we want you to get is when you do slip up, that you it is a red flag, and you know how to derail it and how to change it. Right. Yeah. Start to practice new patterns, Mm -hmm. new habits. And then the third one is assuming or expecting that, you know, our communication styles are the same. Yeah. You know, and a lot of people don't even recognize that there's different communication styles mm-hmm. out there. They just don't understand. And this, guys, we, we were not going to be able to go over all of them. But, I mean, just so we'll talk quickly about a couple of, like, you know, contemplative versus non-contemplative or, or concrete versus non-concrete. Yeah. You know, that, that idea. Let's let's talk about concrete versus non-concrete. Right? The concrete um, communicators, they're very detailed, specific, very black and white. Me. <laughs> it's me. It's me. It's, you know, and details are important. Right. Details matter mm-hmm. versus the non-concrete. You know, it's it happened the other day. Right. It could have been, you know, two mm-hmm. months ago, but it was the other day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and so and actually one of the ways that we'll see this unfold in a negative way is the concrete spouse, knowing that that details are important, will interrupt the non-concrete spouse when their details aren't specific or... or Quit looking at me. <laughs> He's looking at me. Or off. <laughs> you know, and you've, you all, I'm probably sure you've seen it. You haven't done it yourselves, but you've seen it. Uh, you know, I was watching, there's the, the um, docu-series about the um, cheerleaders, right? And <laughs> I have daughters... Yeah. Okay, honey. They've been groaning out of the house for years, but okay. I, I have daughters. You're allowed to watch cheerleading documentaries. Um, you know, and the parents. It was parents that were talking, and the and the husband was was relaying a story about how you know the daughter's journey went and how she got on this team and those kind of things, and the wife. So, um, so you could see it. She just wanted to just to throw in just a, a little adjustment on the story, just a little you <laughs> add know, some details. Yeah, a little detail, just to just to throw that in there. And as soon as she threw in this little detail, he, I don't want to say lost it, but it, it, he it, shut down. He shut down. Yeah. That's that's yeah. He yeah. just he shut down. He's like, you know, fine. I, obviously, I can't tell the story right. You tell the story. You're the one who wants to tell mm-hmm. the story. 
right? He took it as offense because he didn't realize that the details were as important to her as they were. Right, because she wasn't being critical. Mm -hmm. She was just more concrete and sharing more of the details because to her, that's what makes the full story. Exactly. And so to her, it's important to have the full story. To him, doesn't matter. It was the other day. Yeah, and chances are. It, she's not even recognizing mm-hmm. how important it was to her that compelled her to interrupt right, and to throw right. that in there. And, all right, and so let's talk about the contemplative versus the non-contemplative, right? So that's the contemplative are the ones who take time and chew on something before they give an answer. The non-contemplative, they can just shoot from the mm-hmm. hip. They're, they're good at that. They're not as worried about what the response is. So the challenge here is the contemplative just needs more time. You, need to, you can't just spring it on them. Mm-hmm. Or, or if you do, it provides some angst or overwhelm, right? And so it, it kind of it builds up this, this like, oh, I'm going to answer. And if you press them, then that just builds more and more anxiety. And then they'll actually usually just blurt out an answer to get you, to, get you to stop. And then they'll come back and, you know, and, and later on going, hey, you know, I know we talked about this, but this is how I really feel. Well, why did you say this then? Right. If they even do that. Right. If they do that. And I don't know if, and it seems in with the couples we work with, that it seems like a lot more men are more contemplative yep. and require longer. And I think that may have to do with, they can't, they don't check their emotions and, and identify them and understand them as quickly. Right. So they kind of need a little more space. And so when we're, women want to, we do that face-to-face communication and we're looking for answers and the back and forth. And a lot of men are like, you know what? I don't know. You just threw a lot at me. And we have way more words to get out a day. (laughs) And men, like, it can be a little overwhelming. Absolutely. And it's not that they don't want to engage with you. They just need a pause. Mm -hmm. They need to wait. And sometimes what wives will do, and I'm guilty of this myself, is, okay, clearly you didn't understand that question. Let me find five other ways to give you the exact same question. (laughs) But it has nothing to do with you not understanding it. And it has everything to do with, I need to take a pause. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and think about this and mull this over. Now, I personally am more contemplative. You know, I need to think things, think things through more thoroughly and stuff. And so, but as far as what I expect of you, I expect, even though I'm contemplative myself, I expect you to have answers right away. Right. I expect you to know, because when you don't, it increases my angst. Yeah. Well, if you're misunderstood. Right. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, obviously, you know, there's, I said something wrong or you don't care enough to understand me. And so, you know, and so one of the ways to, to do that, you know, the kryptonite for this mm-hmm. is knowing and appreciate both that, that we have different styles, respect that we have different yes. styles. People aren't going to change. So how can we work with it? Again, our goal is to be heard and understood. So if mm-hmm. our, that's our goal. How can we achieve that? So maybe prepare for it. Right. right. You know, that's that's one thing that we'll recommend, you know, maybe text or, or talk to, you know, the spouse and saying, hey, I was thinking about such and such. And, and you know, maybe talking about that tonight. And so I want to, you know, give the other person mm-hmm. a chance to make some notes on it. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's good too. like in the middle of the co- conversation, if you notice your spouse isn't having an answer and you're getting frustrated, that's a good time to just add in a question that says, do you need time to think about this? Mm, that's good. You know, and now you know they're not ignoring you. They're not dismissing your feelings. They're just a little overwhelmed and need to pause and, and think about it. Yeah. It's not that they don't want to talk to talk mm-hmm. to you. It's not that they don't want to talk to you about that. It's just they might need more time because you knew that you were going to be talking about that before they right. did. You had right. more time for pre- preparation. And even First Peter 3, 8, and then NIV says, finally, all of you be like-minded, be sympathetic, which other translations talk about being understanding, mm-hmm. love one another, be compassionate and humble. Yeah. 
Yeah. Allow your spouse to be different from you. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. They have a different experience in life. Mm-hmm. Different things are common to them than are, than are common to you. And they communicate different ways. And they're not always going to know what you mean. But if you want a shot at that, <laughs> what we want you to do is make sure your spouse hears this episode too. Yes. This is a great episode to listen to and discuss with your spouse. So forward this episode to your spouse. Tell them to listen on their way home or whenever they get a chance. And also, before you go, we would love to have your support. Mm -hmm. If you could just leave us a review, if you deem us worthy, if you're like, ah, they're all right, they're all right, (laughs) we'd love you to click those five stars and leave us a review. Let us know what you're loving. Let us know if we're helping you or what experience you're having with our podcast. We'd love to have that information and we'd love to have your support in that. Mm -hmm. But until next time, enjoy the journey. Enjoy the journey.